Greetings, beloved ones. My name is LaVon Briggs. I am a body and sex positive womanist preacher, speaker, and author. Sensual faith is a sacred space that I carve out for you to uncover your spirituality, recover your sensuality, and discover your sexuality. So if that sounds good to you, and if that feels good to you, you're in the right place. Greetings, beloved ones, and welcome back to Sensual Faith Podcast. I am your host, LaVon Briggs. That is L-Y-V as in Victor. <laughs> o N is in Nancy, N is in Nancy E, Briggs, B is in boy, R is in Roger, I, G is in go, G, S is in Sam. Now you're like, girl, why did you just spill out your whole government? Like, we don't know who we're listening to. Because honey, the scammers are scamming, okay? The IG scammers are scamming. They are creating fake, fraudulent scam accounts. And they are trying to con people for money. And I need y'all to be vigilant. I need y'all to be mindful that while it might feel intoxicating for your fave to be in your DMs, honey, I am not DMing you talking about Grand Rising, beloved. When I saw your name, I felt spirit calling me to... What? On what planet, in what pandemic do I have time to solicit you for readings? I don't even do public facing Oracle and tarot card readings anymore, beloved. So I would say use discernment, but all you have to do is read. There's often an underscore, an extra vowel, a number or something like that, that indicates that it is not me at LaVon Briggs. So please be careful, be mindful. Do not give anyone money, especially if they're pretending to be me. You know how to get in touch with me. You know about Central Faith Academy. You know about Central Faith Podcast. You know about our Ancestral Veneration course. Come on, don't play me. Don't get played either. So woe to the scammers because you're not trying to steal from wealthy, unethical billionaires or you're not stealing from these big corporations and institutions that put profits over people. You are stealing from black and brown folks. And I have a problem with that. So woe to you and to your household and to your lineage. And I pray that you get what you need so you can stop trying to scam people. You know, what would make this whole thing even more horrific is if it were a white person using my face and my reputation to scam people out of money. So I was going to say use your discernment, but you don't need to use your discernment. Just read the name. It's not me. And if you are a journalist or you know a journalist or a media professional who I can work with so that we can go ahead and get this blue check situation on Instagram and Twitter, holler at me when you see me in the streets or via email or in my Instagram DMs. I do consent to those DMs because y'all, I have gotten well over 400 messages from people among DMs, text messages, and even my professional email inbox telling me, hey, there's a scam account. It's the voice for me. And I appreciate your concern, but it's so overwhelming when I log on to social media or open iMessage or open Gmail and I see message after message of screenshots of profiles that I can't see because the scammers often block me. So I can't even see the profile that you're sending me. They're smart. They know what they're doing. And even when I do report these profiles, Instagram does nothing about it. They don't care about it. And so I can't care more than they do. And so all you have to do is report them, say that they're pretending to be someone else, say that it's spam, block them. And when Instagram gives you the option to block any account that they also might create, block that too. <laughs> and just pray that no one else gets scammed. So if you've gotten scammed, my condolences, but please know that it ain't me. 
So now that y'all know how to spell my government and you know that I am the real, real, this is episode nine. And if you notice, I did not start off by reading a sacred text from a Black woman because this episode title is There's Power in Your Pivot. And this is the very first sermon title that I preached this year. I was the guest preacher at Bethlehem Lutheran Church here in New Orleans on MLK Sunday. And it was a great honor because, first of all, it was 41 degrees here. So the people that did show up, there were about 10, were deeply committed to receiving a word from Jehovah Jireh, my provider, on that day. (laughs) So I was really, really blessed and pleased and honored that my dear friend, Pastor Ben, invited me to come speak. And that word is still resonating with me. Hebrew Bible professor and founder of Woman Preach Inc., Reverend Dr. Valerie Bridgman, once told me during a preaching conference that if a sermon can't walk twice, it shouldn't walk once. And I know my sibling preachers out there, you feel like you have to have a fresh rhema word every time you step behind the sacred desk, beloved, you do not. Okay, sometimes you got to go in the crate and you go ahead and you preach what you got. My dear friend, one of the most thoughtful, prolific thinkers and preachers of our time, Reverend Dr. Kyle Eugene Brooks, he says, look, sometimes you got a sermon to preach and sometimes you got to preach a sermon, which means sometimes when you show up, it's going to be magnificent, stupendous, tremendous. I've been just a little bit more than your average work. That was biggie. Sometimes it's going to be bursting with fireworks and analogies and revelation. And other times it's going to be what you got, right? That viral video of Mariah Carey saying, I'm do the best I can with what I got. Y'all, we are still in a pandemic, contrary to Atlanta, Georgia, because Atlanta is not closed, y'all. Atlanta, Georgia is not closed. But contrary to how some people might be moving, we are still very much in the middle of a global health crisis. And so have extra grace with yourself if the writing is not right in the way that it usually is, if the parenting is not parenting the way that it usually is, if the spousing is not spousing the way that it usually is, the sexing, the homemaking, the reporting, the meeting leading, the assignment completing, have grace with yourself and keep the communication high. Talk to your supervisors, your professors, your loved ones, your community, the folks that are in tribe with you, the people that you are aligned with, and let them know, hey, I need help. Hallelujah. It's okay to ask for help, beloved. And so I'm taking a page out of my own sermon, and I am pivoting. I have decided that rather than naming every podcast episode after a different Black woman's literary work, I am going to name it whatever the fuck I want. So it might be a poem title, a book title, a sermon title. It might be a lyric. It might be something completely new. You know, I'm open to moving. I feel like in 2022, we get to take the limits off of our creative processes. And even if we started a project one way, we are allowed to pivot. In fact, not only are you allowed to pivot, you're encouraged to pivot because what is pivoting but an extension of growth, right? And if you're not growing, you're dying. Change is the only constant. And so as we are navigating this new year, whatever that means to you, I want you to lean into knowing that there's power in your pivoting, a pivot to modify a policy, opinion, product, et cetera, while retaining some continuity with its previous version. 
A pivot does not mean that you abandon everything that you once thought and were. It simply means that you've got new information and a new perspective that has probably been shaped by your lived experience, your consumption of new knowledge, God's gift of wisdom. Think about how many of us have pivoted in our faith, right? I know I have. This cradle Caribbean Episcopalian who found herself in the throes of a Pentecostal church who was lured into the social justice work of the Baptist church. And now here I am being a body and sex positive womanist preacher. What? I didn't even know what womanism was until 2009 when I got to seminary. And thank God for Yale Divinity School and all the steps before that, all the pivots I done pivoted that led me to that moment that has led me to this very moment recording this episode. So I give thanks for Yale Divinity School because that's where my theological inquiry was satiated. It wasn't shunned. You know, I was coming out of these religious spaces that said, you know, it don't take all that and all you need is the word and the Bible is God's holy word. And I was like, right, but who wrote it? Like, why? Where did it come from? How do we get it? The Bible isn't some gilded book that fell out of the sky. People's hands, eyes, ears, hearts, misconceptions, biases, perversions, misinterpretations, mishearings, their trauma and their healing are all laid bare in the pages of this sacred text. So I got questions and Yale Divinity School had answers. And it's so interesting that as we are still wafting in the beauty of the day that we celebrate Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s birthday, fun fact, Dr. King was rejected from Yale Divinity School. You heard that right. My alma mater rejected Dr. King. Now, I'm pretty sure it was some racist bullshit, but what if Dr. King had lamented over that rejection letter to the point where it disrupted him from his journey. What if Dr. King had let that rejection letter from Yale Divinity School completely throw him off course? What he needed was not in New Haven, Connecticut. What he needed was in Boston, Massachusetts at Boston University School of Theology, where he ended up being accepted and matriculating and going on to become one of the most influential leaders in the history of the world. And I don't mean that in the way that some white liberals would like it to mean, where people like to sanitize and disnify Dr. King's legacy. Dr. King wasn't all kumbaya, my Lord, and we shall overcome. He wasn't all suits and Selma marches, okay? He started talking about economic justice. He started talking about being anti-war and against militarism. Dr. King was not assassinated until he started talking about coinage. So let's be very clear. He was a disruptor. It was not all lovey-dovey Care Bear stare. And so it's important that we honor that legacy because many of us were raised on the I have a dream speech, but I think we should be thinking about the I have a pivot vision. Dr. King did what he needed to do in his lifetime. And even Dr. King being assassinated at the obscenely young age of 39 years old. I mean, I'm just having this moment that's coming to me where I am 39, y'all. I am the same age that Dr. King was when he was assassinated. Mercy. And I feel like I am just getting started. I feel like I have pivoted in the four months since I launched this podcast. So I can't even imagine what's going to happen four months from now, four years from now, four decades, God willing from now. 
How many pivots am I going to pivot in my lifetime? Countless, I'm sure, because I am well aware of who I am in the world and in my lineage. I am the pivot in my lineage. You are the pivot in your lineage. Beloved, you're not only breaking generational curses, you're also creating new generational patterns. And so it's so important for you to be gentle with yourself when you feel like you are switching gears, when you feel like there is a divine call for you to say something that is countercultural, or when you feel like you are outgrowing the skin that you were gifted as a child by family, church, and society. Whatever you are feeling called to modify, know that there is abundant grace for you to actually make the modification. It's a simple request. God, help me to pivot. And not only that, not God, help me to pivot. God, give me the courage to pivot. The text that I used to preach this past Sunday was 2 Timothy 1, 5 through 7. And it was actually taken from another Hebrew Bible scholar's work, Reverend Dr. Will Gaffney. Now, if you are not familiar with Dr. Gaffney, I need you to get your life because womanist Midrash, all the work that she is doing around the women's lectionary for the whole church, this particular text is taken from year W. It's basically placing women in the center of the Bible. Hello, we are not just so-and-so's wife, so-and-so's mother, so-and-so's sister. We are whole, full, complex, 3D, 4D beings through the eyes of Dr. Gaffney. And so in this text, when Brother Paul is writing to Brother Timothy, he says, considering the recollection of your faith without pretense, a faith that loved first in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, now I am persuaded that faith lives in you. And so we're already giving honor to our matrilineal heritage. In many African societies, the lineage is matrilineal, which means that the last name of the mother and the mother's mother and the mother, you you get what I'm trying to say. Basically, the mama's name is the name that gets passed down. We just so happen to live in a colonized as patriarchal society that forces women to take on their male partner's last name if they get married. But there are places where it's the other way around. And I'm not saying, you know, either way is better, but I am saying I want to see more of that because it's a both and. So it continues, for this reason, I remind you to reignite the gift of God that is within you through the laying on of my hands. For God did not give us a spirit of cowardice, but one of power and of love and of self-control. Y'all, that is so powerful because I'd always heard that scripture being read as, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. And that spirit of fear was always something that I got caught on because I was like, fear is an emotion. Are you trying to make me believe that fear is some spirit that I receive that is not from God? Do you see how horrifying that is to say that if you feel fear that it comes from something that is not God? I think fear is a human emotion that we experience when we're stepping outside of our comfort zone, when we're challenging ourselves, when we're doing something new, when we're in the middle of the pivot, you're going to feel fear. But I love this translation because every translation is inherently an interpretation. I love this one because it says, for God did not give us a spirit of cowardice. It doesn't say that you're not going to feel fear. It doesn't say that fear is not going to creep up when you're about to speak or teach or preach or pray or ask someone out on a date or go on the interview or ask for the raise or launch the business, right? But we don't have a spirit of cowardice. So the prayer is, God, give me the courage to pivot because we might be fearful, but we ain't no punks. We ain't no cowards. Courage is being able to show up in the face of fear. So how about that for an intention? God, grant me courage. 
It's just like that poem that's up on everybody's grandmother's wall. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change. Courage to change the things I can and wisdom to know the difference. Beloved, there is power in knowing that this isn't where I want to be anymore. And I have the agency, the self-awareness, the tools to pivot because pivoting is simply innovation on the other side of implementation. When people pivot, things change. When you pivot, things shift. And so the change in direction that's happening in your life right now I invite you to welcome it with as much grace and self-compassion as you can. Because I am certain that when Dr. King looked at that rejection letter from Yale Divinity School, he had to think about some things and he had to reconsider. I'm using my theological imagination to imagine that maybe he was disappointed. And so when he got that rejection letter, I wonder who he turned to for comfort to know that it wasn't God rejecting him. It was just an institution. And so as he goes on and he marries Coretta Scott King and he starts his ministry and he deepens his social justice work, which really that's redundant. Those are the same things. Yale invited him back to campus to speak in 1959 and then in 1964 invited him back to receive an honorary degree. So how much compassion did King have on them? It was like, yeah, y'all know y'all fucked up when y'all rejected me. Now look at me. The one that they rejected has become the chief cornerstone. Who that sound like? And so, beloved, trust the pivots of your life. Trust the power of your pivot. Trust that rejection is simply redirection. The school, the job, the spouse, the grants, the fellowship, they did you a favor. Because in 2022, we don't want nothing that don't want us. And so in the spirit of our tea for this week, It's giving creativity, beloved. It's giving what can you create out of the chaos? In spite of the rejection, Dr. King found a way to ground himself. Despite everything that's been coming at you for the past two or three years, you have found a way to deepen your spiritual practices. You have found a way to begin or extend your bonds with your ancestors. You have found a way to build deep community and to attract tribe that is aligned with your higher purpose and calling. You have found power in your pivot. And maybe like me, God is calling you to pivot in a new way. If you look at my Instagram bio today, it says LaVon Joy Chaser, because I am chasing joy. If it's not bringing me joy, prosperity, peace, fun, abundance, clarity, money, a bag, and orgasm. Honey, it's not for me. And so I am leaning into my creatorness. I am a co-creator with the creator. Creation is an act of love. When we look at the Bible and we look at one of the creation stories, because there are two, we see that the creator created within seven days and rested and kicked back and said, this is good, okay? The creator put up the creator's feet, got some oxtail with rice and peas, extra gravy, some steamed vegetables and some plantains, fried, dark and caramelized like a like them and was sipping a pineapple soda or cola champagne or ginger beer or red stripe or some team and was like, man, I really did that. When is the last time that you looked at something that you made and said, yo, I did that? How can you lean into your creativity this week? Is there a poem that's been brewing in your spirit? 
perhaps there's a book that you have been feeling the nudge to read or to write or to record the song that's been humming in your spirit. There has been something, some course, some incubator, some idea, business, magazine, chapbook. What is it? What's brewing on the inside of you? What is simmering just beneath the surface behind the iCal and the Google Calendar invites and the Zoom invitations and the Microsoft team links? What is bubbling just beneath the surface? What is the creator longing to co-create in and with and for you? That is what I want you to consider this week. I know for me, I have learned that I enjoy creating TikToks. And so I'm doing that for fun, but I'm also doing them for business and to expand my platform because my book is coming out, not in September, 2022. It's actually pushed to January, 2023. More on that in Sensual Faith Academy. But I am learning that when I put content out in the world to educate and I get a backlash, what kind of energy do I want coming back to me? Do I want to condemn purity culture and have conservative Christians who are often white calling me Jezebel and all kinds of she demons and look at her black lipstick like they're racializing everything and they don't even realize it. I don't want to open Twitter and see that mess. I want to see black women feeling affirmed. I want to see women of color knowing that they can be in solidarity with black women. I want to see women who happen to be white calling out the Karens and the other racist bullshit that they see in and throughout the white community. I want black men to see me loving up on myself and black women so good that they say, how have I not loved a black woman well in my life? And why am I not loving black women well? And what do I need to pivot? What do I need to heal within me so that I can show up to be a source of nurture and love and support and care for black women? That's what I wanna see. So I have completely pivoted in my entire social media approach. If it is not joy for me to create it, you are not going to see it posted. And so I am in my lane where I am using my expertise from all walks of life to help folks be in the center of their power, even if they're in the middle of a pivot. And so perhaps you're feeling called to write a book. I know many writers who are self-published authors or looking to be signed by a literary agent or hope to go the traditional publishing route and sign with one of the big five, one of the major five publishers. And so if that's you, beloved, I have created a container for you. The It Is Finished Book Proposal Incubator is launching on Tuesday, February 15th. It is a one month process where I'm going to give you all the tips, tricks, tools that you need to go from book idea to book proposal in one month or less. Honey, I'm not playing when I'm talking about making sure that I'm amplifying the voices of black women, women of color, queer folks, trans folks, folks who support black women. This is how we do that. Me talking about spirituality and condemning purity culture and decolonizing religion, it was leading to headaches. It's just like in 2017, right after the reemergence of the Me Too movement, which was originally founded by Tarana Burke in 2007. And this is a content warning for gender-based violence and male sexual violence. I got tired talking about rape and molestation and sexual assaults day in and day out. And that is why I started talking about pleasure. And now to be 100, I am tired of talking about the Bible. <laughs> I'm tired of talking about how Christianity, as we know it in this nation, has been colonized. That's not bringing me joy. What's bringing me joy these days? Storytelling. 
seeing other people have their aha moments, making TikToks that are funny and entertaining and cute and show off how cute I am, right? So I want to do speaking engagements, writing engagements, and modeling engagements. That's what I want to do now. That's where my creative energy is. Where is yours? So if you're feeling nudged, if you like the sound of this, go to the link. It'll be in the show notes, bookproposal.eventbrite.com. Be a part of cohort one. I'm capping it at 20 people. The first five people to register are going to get one-on-one time with my literary agent, Rochelle Gardner. Shout out to Rochelle for partnering with me on this. But it took courage for me to ask my agent to partner with me on a project. I did not think she would say yes, but I put the time on her calendar. I told her about what I was doing. She had already seen it on social media. And she said that it looked really good. And I asked her, first, I asked her what her consultant rates were, because you're not just going to approach anybody talking about, can I pick your brain? Now we're not doing that. You have no brain left to pick in 2022, honey. People can consult your expertise. Hi, hello, somebody. So yeah, she said yes. And so that yes enlivened me and invigorated me. And I'm telling you, even if she had said no, I had a backup plan, but I didn't go with my backup person. I went with my first choice and I got it. And so I just want to encourage you, beloved, that there is power in your pivot. So go ahead and pivot, honey. Beloved one, thank you so much for listening to another episode of Central Faith Podcast. I am so elated that you are on this journey with me. Let's continue to pivot as individuals and as a collective because there is so much joy, abundance, prosperity, ease, flow waiting for all of us on the other side of our pivot. Thanks for being here, beloved ones. Follow along with the conversation online using the hashtag SensualFaithPod and let's co-create this juicy, delicious community together. If you are already in, beloved, share, like, subscribe, and rate five stars, please and thanks. If you want to learn in community with me, we've already got a Sensual Faith Patreon that's been popping. Visit patreon.com slash LaVon Briggs and join the tier that's right for you. Follow me on social media at LaVon Briggs on all the things. You can visit my website, LaVonBriggs.com to book me for spiritual life coaching, tarot card readings, contact me for speaking, teaching, preaching, engagements, workshops, keynotes, media interviews. And if you are ready to invest in this work because baby, I'm investing in this work for us. So you can bless me on Zelle, Venmo, PayPal, Cash App, all the things they are in the show notes and in my links, in my bios, across platforms. You already know it's lit. Go in peace, go in power, go in pleasure. Be well, beloved ones. And if it's not well, it's not the end. And remember, faith should feel good. Good.